Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared more than one million times on the internet. Kind of cool, but kind of weird too. Anyway, welcome to the show. Welcome to Radio Tiny House. Hi, I'm Barry Smith. I'm Beth Smith. And we have a special guest with us today, Hannah Doss, uh, who's sitting there. And you can and, see her. And she's she's actually like really awake and everything because she's three hours behind us, which is... Uh, we appreciate I her would, time. I'd, I'd <laughs> be still asleep. Uh, but welcome, welcome. We're going to talk about uh, an interesting project that Hannah has done. And then she's also written a, a book. children's book about her, the, her really cool, interesting process and her tiny home that uh, that she lives. I guess you, you, you live in full time and, and travel in or I mean, obviously, you're not in a tiny home right now, but um, either that or it's really got nice walls. Uh <laughs> Cute walls. You do have that's the transformation of that was amazing. So anyway, welcome. Thank you. Glad you're with us this morning. So, what got you started on this this journey? Yes. So I have found myself moving every few years to places where I know absolutely no one, Um, and so to find a roommate, I go on Craigslist because. You know, back when I was looking for roommates, there wasn't this roommate finder really, you know, dot com or anything like that. Um, And so and a lot of those things you have to pay for. So I was like, well, I'll just go on Craigslist. They're free, (laughs) free roommates. (laughs) Um, What could go wrong? Right. Right. No, nothing. Nothing at all. (laughs) Yeah. So I lived with people that I would find on Craigslist. um, And so that had its various challenges. And um, also I would, you know, be sharing the space with them. So I'd be sharing living quarters with them as well as sharing walls and ceilings with other people because it would be in, you know, apartments and things like that. Right. I had just really had enough of um, living with strangers and also sharing walls and ceilings, you know, waking up in the middle of the night because, you know, my neighbor was making way too much noise and my neighbor ended up being my landlord. So it's like, who do you complain to when it's your landlord making the noise? So I was like, you know what? That's it. That is it. I am going to have my own walls. I'm going to not have a roommate. And the only way to financially be able to afford that is to build my own living quarters on wheels. And, you know, at first I was thinking about just, you know, taking a fifth wheel, gutting it, re-insulating it and making it like a tiny house inside because right. um, I love my feng shui. Um, I can't handle the the camper traditional stuff no. that it comes with. I don't we know who designed those. We yeah. lived in one for a year and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I, my mom was like, you should build a tiny house. So I was like, yeah, okay. With what money, <laughs> mom? Um, so I had about $10,000. And I was hoping to do this thing for about six thousand. Um, and my dad works—he worked for Norfolk and Southern Railroad. He's retired um, in quarantine, and uh, but at this time he he was still active um, in the railroad. And he had 
heard of this railroad auction that they were having that was open to the public. Anybody could come. Um, you can find them online, uh, railroad surplus auctions. If you just Google that, they'll pop up. And he said he knew of some house trailers, camp cars that they were going to be auctioning off and that I, we should go to the auction. And it happened to be in Alabama where I was getting my master's degree at the time. So it was, you know, 20, 30 minutes away from my house. So right. It's perfect. My my parents live in Tennessee, so they drove down their big truck just in case. And um, there are about 15 of these trailers for sale. Um, they are the one I bought is 29 feet long, eight feet wide. We're going to um, share your, share our screen so they can okay. see you. Sure. There you go. Just do that. There you go. And then well, screen two. Screen two. Uh, Barry's running the mouse right now. There you go. I'm the, I'm the mouse runner. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's not in the right spot for me, so I'm making him run. <laughs> so there is uh, there is the camp trailer that you found and subsequently bought. Tell us about right. that auction. Yes. So this one in particular, um, they had the like the the quality, the condition of each trailer listed, except for this one. And I don't know why. I think it was just an error. But I looked at every single one of them inside and out. And this one was in the best condition that was already pretty gutted. They had some that had bunk beds in them, six bunk beds, a shower right in the middle and a kitchenette on the end. And they would park these next to the railroad tracks. And then the the railroad workers would sleep in them in those remote locations. And um, since I've done this renovation, I've actually met people who spent 15 years in these things 15 wow. of their 32 years at the railroad they were sleeping in these so it's pretty awesome um and then some of them the trailers were gutted and used for portable meeting rooms that they would you know take up to the rail and mine this one had been gutted for a meeting room which was awesome a lot less uh, things i had to tear out but this one was in the best condition and so um it was the second one to be auctioned off the first one auctioned off went for $1,500 and that was way too much money for me when I was hoping to just spend 6,000 total. Right. And uh, so I was really nervous. I was like, and it was in worse condition. The one that went for more money. I was like, there's no way I'm getting this. And I had, I had made a deal with myself. If I could get it for $300 or less, I would buy it. I was not bidding more than $300. Really? And I'm like, I'm already processing that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it came time to bid. There was a bunch of railroad guys around me and, you know, the bidding starts and I raise my hand and then, you know, I make the first bid and then another guy bids and I'm like, you know, it's already getting up to $300 and I make the third bid for $300 and the guy stopped bidding and I got it for $300. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. You I don't know. We've know. been to before. We've been to auctions before. In fact, our one moment of fame was we were on Auction Kings here in Atlanta and we were bidding on something else, but they used us, uh, the footage <laughs> of us bidding to be uh, bidding on a race car, which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have friends from time to time that still send us, they play it, I guess. On yeah, I don't know where it. it is, but they send us little things of us bidding on this race car, which we didn't bid on. But I know how sweaty, palmed and nervous that is, especially for you when this was so important. You know, that whole bidding process. Isn't it amazing? Um, it's amazing that he didn't continue to bid. I know. I don't, I don't know. If, 
I don't know if he saw the fear in my eyes. Right. He just felt sorry for you. He went in and said, you know, I'm just going to, if this goes higher than 200, I'm not buying this. Yeah, he probably had the same thing. I'm going to buy it more than three. So sure. that's 300 so me, bucks. That's amazing. That, that is amazing. Let me tell you my quick railroad story. I did some consulting work in Chicago uh, a long time ago. Um, and uh, the hotel that I was in was right next to the Chicago rail yards so it was kind of noisy most of the time um and the crews used to come and stay at this hotel now it wasn't like a four seasons or anything like that but it wasn't a holiday inn either so that that's a little bit of a step up from a a, a railroad camp trailer mm-hmm. <laughs> so that so, so here's what i'm already noticing that's different about this camp car than as a and you'll i mean i'm sure you'll tell us that as you start constructing but we had a camper and we had it for about a year. We thought we'd travel with it. And actually, Barry, who's an amazing driver and has driven me all over the country, absolutely hated towing the thing. Mm-hmm. So we decided we weren't really camper people. Um, we might do something small at some point, like a cargo trailer. We've talked about that, particularly as we start going to tiny house shows and things like that. But um, but the uh, the old adage about campers as far as living in is that eventually they'll leak now obviously this thing is how how old is your is journey the tiny house 1985 1985 but what i already see is the way they finished off the roof because where everything really leaks on campers is where that seam is along the top of the roof and i can see and for those of you that are on podcasts that you can't see you can look (laughs) at this on the video but it has a rolled roof edge to keep the leaks and that seam that's on normal campers contained. And I think that makes a big difference in the longevity of this piece of, you know, this camper that you have. Yes, it it has leaked on me a little bit. I discovered some um, stains on my blinds. Uh-huh. So I think it's around my windows. Where, right. Sounds like and, it might be. Right. So I, I had caulked everything when I because we put brand new windows and big windows in and uh the i'm in the desert i'm in las vegas and the i've been out here three and a half years and the caulking i guess had started to have little micro right. holes and cracks so right. i recalked it and haven't had any more leaks but it is caulking is something i'm probably gonna have to look at doing almost every year year and a half i guess as long as i live out in the desert where it's dusty and so right. dry and hot right. But, right or build a cover for it somehow yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you bought it for three hundred dollars, which I'm still in shock. I had mm-hmm. no idea. I was thinking you were going to say, "Oh, you know, it's fifteen hundred dollars or something." Mm-hmm. All right. And so then you, you, your dad, bless his heart, towed that thing back to Alabama where you were living. Um, he took he towed it from Alabama to Tennessee to Tennessee. So you were working at it at mom and dad's house, basically. Yes. Gotcha. All right. So you want to go to the next slide? Sure. Oh, slide, now, now how, slide master? how long is the, the oh, camper, right. by the way? 29 feet long. Okay. And it's eight feet wide? Mm-hmm. That, okay. And it's on a tandem axle. Yes. So it's a little easier to pull. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that was an important <laughs> picture to put in there. Yes. <laughs> this is Hannah. It's uh, Journey the Tiny House. That's your Instagram page, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's in the middle of a big uh, mess. Yes. You know, things have to get messy before they get better. That's right. That's what it looked like on the inside. That's like 
three minutes after I won it at auction. So I'm surprised my face doesn't look more scared <laughs> or excited. I mean, I, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so much I work done? to do now. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. Um, so did you get the cool 1970s blue chairs with it? Oh, I won everything inside. <laughs> well, now, of course, after this, I'm going to go look up railroad auctions. I might yes. need one myself for 300 mm -hmm. bucks. What, so did you find anything interesting in there? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, and I haven't told the story before, but... Um, Breaking news. Yes. <laughs> yes. I actually found um, on the back windshield, it said Night Knox, which... Um, I'm guessing means that it was in Knoxville, which is where my parents live. So that was a weird tie. Right. And, and also the paperwork that was thrown all over the floor as I was cleaning it up. I actually recognized some people from from Roanoke, Virginia, where my dad had been stationed most of his railroad career. I had I recognized their names. And dad was my dad was like, actually, I think I've had meetings in this very rail car. Um, so that was just so interesting yeah. that I oh. recognized the people because I know like two people that work at the railroad and so one of them's my dad. So it was just super weird. And obviously meant to be. It was karma yes. for you to get yes, that that's one. that's exactly right. All right. We're going to go to the next one cool. to talk about her next spot. Oops. Oops. So uh, this is must be your dad. Yes. Yes. Um, now it looks like the great has did did you do some of the gutting or was it already pr pretty well gutted um and the the last picture you'll see it had like this paneling this like plasticky paneling right. all over the wall so dad ripped that out um i i still had just a few weeks left in my master's degree right after the auction so he had torn everything out to look like this by the time i graduated and drove up to tennessee tennessee so, and for those who can't see this, it's just basically got wall studs and still um, metal. You can see the metal siding from the outside mm -hmm. on the inside, and a, um, has has an uh, like a heater. That's a heater right there, isn't it? Like a gas or heater? Yeah, it's electric. So it had electric heat and an air conditioning unit in the ceiling, and I did not know if it worked when I bought it. And right, you know, I didn't even know if the axles and everything worked either. So we were just hoping it would drive home. Right. right right and it did and the tires made it all the way to tennessee so yeah, the, the uh the first camper that uh that we bought yeah we bought was, an old, we old bought one. an old old i think off of craigslist and um i think it was twelve hundred dollars maybe yeah it was huge it was so heavy um 1970s yeah i mean it it, it could have been a cool camper but, but this is not the happened. one we ended up living no. in we ended up taking that but it started leaking badly it started enough. leaking badly but the thing i was worried about the same thing you know are the wheels going to spin or am i going to uh, burn an axle out or mm -hmm. you know something to, well we're we're going down the road with this thing but both our trailer and your trailer got there safely so that's a good thing well, that's cool and nothing burned up no nope. <laughs> so it looks like dad is rewiring the thing Yes. Um, he Well, he's stripping the old wiring out and kind of assessing what we might be able to reuse. But we did. The only thing that we hired out was the electricity, the, the new wiring. Good. Good. Yeah. That's, we don't believe in doing electrical. We don't yeah. do stuff that'll kill us. Yeah. <laughs> that will kill you. I mean, yes. you know, we're used to driving in Atlanta traffic, which can kill you. That's true. But, but you know. we do have to do that. <laughs> 
Now, I didn't put send these in the same order you sent them to me because I wanted to kind of uh, tell your story. Mm -hmm. So it looks like in this now this is exactly where your dad was standing. Yes. Right. And so that's where he's put the kitchen cabinets in that little nook, nook that you've created. Mm -hmm. um, and it, that it looks like you put some sort of brick, um, maybe the fiberboard type brick from Home Depot kind of thing on the back wall. Yes. Mm -hmm. It looks nice. And I love the dark cabinets. Uh, they'll show up more in a little while. Uh, but I, I saw something your dad did. And only if you've built things like this, you would understand what I'm getting ready to say. Is that little gap between your two kitchen cabinets It's pretty smart because the cabinets that you have probably were stock cabinets and they didn't fit exactly in the stock spot. Were you right. talking about that? Yes. So these cabinets also came off of Craigslist. Cool. We love Craigslist, except for the roommates there. We do. Find your cabinets there. Don't find your roommates. Don't find your roommate there. Right. Um, but yeah, so I got these cabinets. Um, you'll see also the the thing around my fridge. It's painted. It's not painted in this photo, um, but we. I got these cabinets plus a ton more for $100, mm -hmm. and I re- refinish them. Um, we put them in and I, we were, we had that gap and we were like, what do we do with this weird gap? So we put in um, little shelves. And right. so that's where I keep my aluminum foil, uh, my spices. And then I, you know, hang my dish towel there to kind of cover up the front of it. Cause it is kind of not attractive. That's <laughs> not bad. Honestly, we had the same issue. Oh, and we did our, we, we got our kitchen cabinets from, from Ikea mm -hmm. and just exactly the way you have to, you know, figure out the space. So I got spacers and just painted them the very same color, you know, and put a spacer where you would have done that. I put a spacer in between my washer. Uh, we have a one single washer dryer, one of those L yeah. washer dryers. And the space on the side and the refrigerator, it just didn't work that well. So I had to use some spacer bars. But once you put something in there that looks purposeful, I mean, I think that's a great use of your space. But of course, I also love the color of your cabinets. They're dark charcoal gray. Yeah. The nice. uh, the one more, or there's a few more cool things about what I did with my cabinets. Right. I, I think we have it on. I think the next the one finish. is the cabinet. Okay, finished. careful. Beth is actually I'm running, it. running the mouse. There you go. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so you'll see the front of that um, one drawer we took off. It was going to be one of the dead drawer anyway because the right. sink drops down. So my mom was like, hey, instead of putting just the drawer up, why don't we put like a cafe rod across and then you can put your paper towels in there. And I think she had seen it somewhere online. And yeah. sure enough, it it worked as the perfect length for a roll of paper towels and so that's one less thing to cl to clutter your tiny yeah, exactly. cabinet or countertop or and that's something and we have to think about when we live tiny is like ours paper towels are in the door hanging on the inside of a door on the opposite door of your sink you know what i mean like if that's the right hand side ours is on that door on the left um but of course it takes up some um Space real estate inside, the, inside cabinet. the cabinet door but that's a right. yes i mean we just have to think creatively how to put things that we need but keep it neat and tidy because people say what's the worst thing about living tiny and in my experience is one piece of paper makes it feel cluttered right <laughs> and i believe me even though we i i i'm a professional organizer formerly during covid i'm not actually doing anything but um by trade but um you know living tiny 
is really hard to keep everything put away all the time. I mean, let's just be honest. You can't live that way. But if you have all the different ways to try to keep your tiny stuff neat, it makes a big difference. And of course, the less stuff you have, it also makes a big difference. Yeah. The yeah. the baseboards of these cabinets, I actually, my mom had an idea to cut the cut them off. Right. Because there's all that dead space underneath your cabinet. Right. right. And so I store um, my, like if I had any valuables, I don't really, but valuables there, art there, um, things I don't want to get bent because I, you know, I'm an artist, so I have a lot of big art. So I just put it under there. And then we put magnets um, that normally I think are used to keep your cabinet doors shut. We use those on the back. And so the baseboards just magnet right back up and we cut a little round hole in the center up towards the top. So you can stick your finger in the baseboard and pull it out. Now that's a great idea. We struggle with our, we, uh, our baseboards and I might try to put that in play. I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, here's your kitchen. It looks like you have a double sink or is that a single sink? It is, um, a, doesn't have a divider in it because I needed to be able to give my dog baths and he'll fit in there. So that was the the whole idea around my sink. Will my dog fit in it? Well, you know, we have a, we have a big farmhouse sink and um, I love being able to just keep the dishes out of sight. You know, it's deep enough that the dishes, if they're not done, yes, we're not perfect. The dishes aren't done and they're low and I don't see them too much. So they aren't low anymore. So Um, you, you have a dachshund, is that right? Yes. Yeah, we have a. Um, I have an extra uh, special picture of the dachshund here in a minute. Oh, good, good, good. We um, had dachshunds when I was a kid. I oh. love dachshunds. They're, they're sweet dogs. little dogs. Right now, we have a great peer who would not fit in a sink. No, no, they're huge, <laughs> fluffy white dogs that would have hair everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so um, so we're looking at your kitchen. The other thing I wanted to point out is it doesn't look like you have a top, a, a stove top. Do you? Am I something on the other side or do you use like an induction burner or how do you actually heat a pot of water? Yes. So I have a little two burner plug in thing that lives in a cabinet. Um, I tried, it was my second one. My The first one emitted some sort of noise that scared my dog that I couldn't hear. It was super interesting. So I ended up getting another one and he, he can stand that one. So <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got a, like a toaster oven or a convection oven or something there on yeah, the counter. Bake pizzas, cakes, all that stuff in that thing. So do you feel like you have enough cooking utensils to feel comfortable? I mean, you know, we a lot it, pre-COVID, we all probably ate out way more than we do now. But you feel like you got enough room to do what you need to do? Yeah, I would love a little bit more counter space. Right. Because um, I... I try to meal prep sometimes. And so when I do, you know, and I've got something boiling and over here and a crock pot over here and I need a place to chop vegetables, it's, I end up like cooking in my bathroom, which feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. On so many levels. (laughs) Feels wrong. But at the same time, I'm like, I know it's clean. I don't want to feed myself. This isn't a restaurant, Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see. I mean, you know, we all we have to do what we have to do. By the way, do you have an Instapot? Not that this is an Instapot commercial, but no, I have I only have two cabinets full of dishware. Other than that, it's three of those cabinets are shoes. So I oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, have priorities. Well, um, I but, will but tell they're you kitchen shoes. So that's, uh, you know. <laughs> 
I will tell you, I've always, when I was a kid, there was an incident with a pressure cooker. Um, and, um, and I have been afraid of them ever since it was, we were like a school, uh, um, not a school, a church potluck and lady had to be rushed off in the ambulance. And yeah, so I would never even touch a pressure cooker. When Instapots came out, I was a little freaked out by them, but, um, my daughters bought us one and it does so many things, you know, you can saute in it, you can, uh, pressure cook in it, you can crock pot cook in it that, um, since you're struggling with space, you might want to look into that. I finally have gotten past my PTSD <laughs> and I use it and it's pretty cool. Actually. I, mine's not, it mine is a pioneer woman P one that my daughter's got. PCSD, pressure, pressure cooker. cooker. Tra traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I, I have PTSD from that. All right. He's moving us past well, your I kitchen. Mean, I don't, we don't have to. Is there no, no, no. I love it, by the way, that you're just comfortable with all your art on the fridge. Because me, I'm sort of a minimalist. I would have taken every piece of art off for the photo. And I love your art on your fridge. Oh, yeah. My fridge is my free fun space. <laughs> it looks very homey. All, right, yeah. all the extra cabinets I had, so you can see here in this photo that there's some more painted white. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. Smart. But so I had kitchen cabinets for your living room. Mm -hmm. But I had probably all of those cabinets doubled over again, left over. What'd you do with them? Sold them on Craigslist for a hundred dollars. So my cabinets are free. <laughs> Smart That's woman. Awesome. I love the, what is that? German schmear on the wall. Yeah. Is that that same that. Uh, Home Depot type? I don't know if that's where you got it, but that Home Depot brick done in a schmear. Yep. I got it. I got it at Lowe's. And Lowe's. so here, the color of it is like a red. You can see it peeking out. Right. And then I just took sheetrock and smeared over it. Um, and then the backsplash for my kitchen, I just spray painted copper. That's what that oh. was. I was going to ask you what that, how you had done that backsplash. It sort of looked like the brick from that photo. Yeah, we've we have um, a bed nook in our uh, house that we debate about what we want to do with it. And um, I thought about this. And then I've also really loved the idea of painting um, shiplap black so and we have two two black photos of uh, pictures that i painted and so we thought about putting it black so we talk about that from time to time but your german schmear is uh intriguing to me mm -hmm. um all right and so you've got the kitchen cabinets used as a um kind of an armoire or whatever Enter entertainment, in your enter area. entertainment center right? i see an actual record player yes <laughs> that's awesome my girls love the vinyl too mm -hmm. Um, and now you've got, and I, because you sent me vertical pictures and this is horizontal, you'll see that I kind of cut it in half. Um, but I love, you've got like a director chair and like a little comfy rocking chair, maybe that Eames style. I actually have two ghost chairs that have those arms that come up and that looks pretty comfy in your space. And of course, what's your dog's name? Banjo. Banjo, Banjo. has his own bed. Yes. Um, so this is, if, if we're looking at the kitchen, which end of your camper, or what are we calling it? Tiny house. Which end of your tiny house is this? This is the tongue end. A tongue end. Okay, cool. I love it. It's cute. Okay. It we can I, show I, I, the, the wall is just, uh, I yeah, love that look. That German schmear. It's, it's just, it's nice because it gives it, um, it gives a new space some age. It mm -hmm. looks like it's been there for forever. Um, I, I really like that. It looks great. Really cool. Smart. 
You're a smart kid. Thanks. <laughs> With a little help from mom and dad. Oh, there's Banjo. There's Banjo. I wanted to highlight Banjo. How old is Banjo? He is 11, and I got him from the kill shelter when he was two pounds. He was tiny. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, Now, I see on that step and under Banjo's bed, looks like you have um, some storage underneath those spaces. Yes. Um, Did you build that up on purpose? Was that something you added? Yes. So that whole platform is something that we added. Um, my bed is like a full size bed. So five inches smaller than a queen. Uh-huh. And so um, I wanted that the whole platform was built so that my bed would slide under there and then be out of the way during the day um, so that I wouldn't. My dad was trying to talk me into a Murphy bed and I was like, I don't want to have to put all my living room furniture somewhere and then lay my bed down every night. Right. Um, so we did the bed on, it's a bed on wheels and it will go completely flush underneath. Um, or I, I can pull it out a few feet and make it a couch, which is, so is that I, what I'm looking at right now. This couch that I'm looking at is your bed mm-hmm. that slides back under the, all the way. I didn't realize that that's pretty tricky, Hannah. Yeah. And then all that space that was left over to the side of the bed, we, you know, put a lid on it. And so that's all of that storage now is all my camping gear, uh, my rock climbing, backpacking gear. And then the step up to the loft, of course, has a hinge top and that's all, um, you know, storage as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That is good. You know, I've wondered about the beds that slide under if they were practical or not, because when and here's the thing I think that's different. So when I see them, often they're really wide. So I'm like, how could you even pull it out and walk around? Like, you have to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Your whole floor is bed, right? But this is just part of the room. So it's kind of the, it looks like a love seat with, right? But so it's a wide twin bed or a skinny double bed. Is that what I'm, how you describe it? Mm, yeah, I think it's a little bit smaller than a double. Right. Five inches smaller than a queen. And a double, queen, right. than a queen. Right, yeah. So it is a, just a full double. Okay, yeah. I mean, it really looks comfortable the way it's sitting. And um, I think that's a smart use of space, but you can still get up and move around when you pull the thing out. Right. And, and Banjo likes it. So and Banjo that's... seems really happy taking that mm-hmm. nap he's taking. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, oh, what are you doing? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Sorry. Here. All right. So now your cute desk. That's I've, Now we've uh, switched forward and we're seeing the other end of your space mm-hmm. is that what i'm seeing yes. um and that looks like an antique desk that i'm looking at is that what i'm looking at probably it was given to me by a friend and um, we actually cut it in half right and then mounted it to the wall and then it does have that leg that swivels in and out so i can fold the top of the table down and so yes. i'm assuming you use it for everything eating working painting Yes. Whatever. It is the only desk like surface. Yeah. It's cute though. Now, really is that cute. your artwork hanging above it? No, that's just a painting I loved, but I do have some of my own artwork in, hanging in the house, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, well, we will in the book though. Um, so, this is your closet. Looks like a double closet. And then I'm looking down toward your bathroom. Is that where you cook? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <Cooking>. <laughs> I, if I ever have guests, I won't cook in the bathroom. 
<laughs> is that your cooking bathroom? It gives a whole new meaning to <laughs> pot roast. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's the guy humor. <laughs> I don't remember that you sent us a picture of the bathroom, but um, and I don't have that here. But I love that uh, antique. Of course, aqua is my color. It's on the front of our house. Um, but I love that antique door. It looks like that's a salvage door that you have toward your bathroom. Yes, that door was donated to my sister for her wedding. She had an outdoor wedding. So we right. had two of those doors that we built like an altar, you know, a place for them to stand in front of when they said their vows. And right. I loved, right. loved the door. So we ended up, I was able to take one of them after our wedding and use it. We, cool. ha we have, uh, when we built house number one, um, we salvaged a lot of stuff from a, um, 150, 160 really old. year old house, um, that wow. we're in the process of being torn down. Uh, but, um, the, the, we put in, in upstairs in our daughter's bedroom, uh, molding along the door that was that same exact color. Right. Um, that must've been a. It was like um, old beadboard. You know, you've seen those old 1940 beadboard. This house had been renovated several times, and it was basically had been partially burned. So we had to pull out what we could get out of it. But um, and yeah, that beadboard, that uh, the molding in her house, which we're going to tour in a couple of weeks, probably. I think she said February. I've been in her house. No, but I mean online. Oh, okay. She's no for it. <laughs> Anyway, I love that color, and that's just something that just seems so warm and homey to me. So yeah. uh, just tell me, we didn't have, I didn't have pictures of your bathroom. Tell me about your bathroom. I wish I would have sent you photos because it's really nice. Um, I have a stack washer and dryer that's apartment sized. My, uh, my fridge and my um, washer and dryer I got out of a, like a long stay, apart, uh, like hotel apartment Thing. Right. Um, so they were used. I got them for 150 each, and they're you know petite, so they're perfect. Um, so and your then, trailer so far has cost five hundred dollars. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, add, I'm adding it up as we go. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole thing oh, cost sorry, me nine. Six hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. The whole thing cost me nine thousand dollars. That's um, amazing. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. What a great job. So I'm sorry I interrupted you. So you've got a washer dryer in there. Mm -hmm. I have um, the most expensive thing in my house was my toilet. It did not need to be this fancy, but my dad splurged. He, uh, I told him I only wanted to spend a hundred dollars on a toilet. You know, because I was seeing them at Lowe's for ninety nine dollars. That's all I needed. Right. I just need a place to go to the bathroom. Right. But he went out and. Um, found a $600 toilet. Oh and when he has a $600 toilet. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's electric. It doesn't have a tank. So when you drive, there's no water sloshing around. You don't have to drain it. Um, so there are perks. It, it like ch masticates all the stuff, but okay. I don't. That's I don't actually know. good. So it's an incinerating toilet? Not. Not really. I don't know. I don't I've know what of this. I I'm, I'm going to have to Google and figure out what that is. Yeah. All right. So, so anyways, <laughs> and you have a tub or a shower? I have a shower. Um, it's, it's a good, like, I didn't want to feel claustrophobic when I was getting clean. Like a shower is like a peaceful time for me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I made it uh, like a nice width and then the inside is all roofing metal to keep it lightweight i wanted to do really cute tile but tile weighs too much so yeah, we did, yeah we did roofing metal 
and um, yeah, works out great. And then I have another sink in my bathroom that is a old writing desk that we, um, my mom won at an auction that helps this lady run her own pet rescue. So she yeah. auctions off donated items. And so we cut a hole in it, put a $10 sink in it, gave it a new paint job and, you know, it's a desk. So the, the writing desk lid folds back out and then gives you a countertop space. That's where I cook. Oh, cool. <laughs> you didn't yeah. know the writing desk was going to be your prop potting area. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, too bad we don't have a picture of that. Maybe we'll add that later in the yeah, somehow. And I, I like, I'd love to see it. I like also that you've, you're re reusing things. Right. Repurposing um, is I, I so important. That's totally cool. We did the same thing uh, in, in our bathroom upstairs. Uh, we cut up a, um, the sink is in the corner. So it had to be, we bought the small cute sink from Ikea. Beth calls it the cutest sink in the world. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's true or not, yeah, but I it's pretty it cute. <laughs> um, but we, we, you, we, for a countertop, we just cut up an old desk. No, it was an old uh, like nineties coffee table. Co and was, he looked at me like I had lost it was, it my mind a ton. when I bought this thing. And I took, it was like, you know, those old like mahogany red coffee tables from the 90s. Yes. And um, I took the legs off and made my sister-in-law a really cool um, nightstand. Yep. And I was like, but I have the top because I really had bought it for the, the legs because I wanted to give her something really bulky and big. And I had time at that point to start to do those sort of things. Now I don't have that kind of time anyway. Um, but then I had this top and I. Uh, he kept trying to talk me into taking it to the dump. I'm like, no, I'm going to use it for something. <laughs> and along the edge, it had all this fretwork and really cute molding. So mm -hmm. we took blue tape and taped it on the top and cut out this total corner piece. And he totally thought I'd lost my mind, but it's really it's, cute. I painted good. it gray um, with, you know, and I sealed it with, um, you know, sealer of some sort. And then the world's cutest sink sits on top of it. <laughs> And, you know, it's fun to do things that are different. And then the downstairs um, uh, sink in our in his bathroom, because we have to have two bathrooms or we would be divorced. <laughs> is that, uh, it's got it's his old baby um, well, changing plus, table. I cook in my bathroom. No, he so. doesn't cook. In <laughs> he doesn't cook much at all. But it's uh, an old, his old baby changing table. Wow. Um, and so it fit right in there. And we found a big Ikea sink that has like a, it's like a big farmhouse sink. And it sits right on top of that. And it's really nice, it but was, also memorable for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember having my diaper changed on that no, many you times. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of that. Let's see the next one. Oh, oh uh, well, we flipped backwards. You, you, Sorry. You jumped us around. Now I have I, I didn't picture think I was. I didn't think I was jumping us around. We're back to, um, we have uh, your dad working on the other side. And we're back into um, the 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 rough walls yes now oh that's why i wanted to ask it looks like you're insulating with re-insulating with um fiberglass mm -hmm. insulation have yes. you had any trouble with fiberglass at all like condensing or anything like that of course you're in las vegas so you don't have a lot of moisture yeah no it's it air conditions super efficiently and heat super efficiently um so i haven't had any complaints whatsoever for my insulation choice Awesome. Cool. Next. 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 Oh, there's Hannah working. Yes. I wanted to make sure we um, memorialize, memorialize that. I guess <laughs> is the right word of her putting down that flooring. And now those look like vinyl planks or is that click, click, 
vinyl stuff. What is that? Click and lock vinyl. Yeah. Not too horrible to work with, was it? No. Um, it. We got it from the Habitat Restore, so helping. Of course you did, you know, and you paid twenty-seven cents for it. Right. <laughs> uh, it was like a hundred and sixty to do my whole house. <laughs> It's great. Looks nice. We we had a great habitat store up here that that since away. closed. Sadly, yeah, they're closing a lot of their smaller stores. So now we have yeah. you know the the major this massive place in in Atlanta that you could I mean you could still get really good deals there, and they they do have amazing deals on stuff. Yeah, we bought mm-hmm. several things, but not where you know we've been uh, because um, of COVID we've been pretty much stuck at home. Yeah. Well, but we do have you know land. Yeah. So that's I'm not nice. about that. Why and, is it not going anywhere? Because I'm not clicking it yet. Oh. And we have goats. <laughs> so that's always fun to deal with. Nice. Oh, I love the color. Of course, I love the color. That's my color. Um, so is that mom? Is that you? That's me. That's me. Thank you. With your hair up. I couldn't tell. Um, yeah. What made you choose? Now, and then we'll show the in the end. I guess you can just skip to the next one, too. I love the fact that you painted the outside of your um, tiny home with this big graphic mural obviously you're an artist so that was kind of came easy for you did you um design it and paint it yourself i no i had a friend who is a spray paint artist that's what he does i've never worked with spray paint um in this capacity so i actually had a sculpture that he really liked so i traded him the sculpture for the mural oh smart (laughs) smart yeah. So I, I, I just told him I wanted like a old man's face in a mountain range. Cause I had seen his, some of his art um, before that had a kind of a similar theme. And I was like, I loved that. I want something like that on the side of my trailer. And we decided to leave the other side pretty blank just uh-huh. in case I was in a RV park or something like that. That didn't like my mural. Right. right. I could park it a certain way that maybe they'd still let me in the park. Well, you know, funny enough, RV parks, as you, I don't know how much traveling, but, you know, you see people saying uh, they won't allow you in if you're older than 10 years and that kind of thing. And yes. I think, of course, they just don't want people. The main thing is they just don't want rattle trap falling down things. Have you had any trouble with that If as you or have you stayed in any RV parks? So I have stayed in the same RV park for three, the entire time I've had this thing. But so you haven't traveled with it really much. Right. I just drove it from Tennessee to Las Vegas where I work full time and have parked it there ever since. It weighs 11,000 pounds. So it's not yeah. like I want to drag it somewhere for a weekend. And it's hard to pack up all your stuff to get it roadworthy. It's like a yeah. lot of effort. Yeah, <laughs> so, it is. But yes, that whole 10 year thing, because even though my house is fully restored. It's 1985. And so when I was calling places before I drove it up to Las Vegas to see if they would take me, um, because I was, I had read that 10 year or younger rule about your rig and people were like, nope, nope, nope. Just kept saying no. Or they were like, are you 60 years old? Because we're a retirement RV park. I was like, no, no. <laughs> so they wouldn't, a lot of places wouldn't even let me in based on my age, um, which was terrible because I'm, I'm like a 60 year old. So <laughs> I can uh, promise you're not. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so this is the only place that uh, would take me. And honestly, 
they didn't even let me know anything until I drove it up to them and had them visually approve it. So here oh, I am. Wow. I have like a I have like a migraine on the three day drive up to Vegas because I was like, what if I can't park this anywhere? What right. if I I have to sell it now and back to the Craigslist roommate? Oh, <laughs> no. Yes. And my dream is ruined. Uh, so it was a stressful time. But what did they say when they saw it? They were like, uh, I had emailed them pictures. They were like, email us pictures and I'll get the my dad to the owner to approve it. It's a family owned RV park, which I think is the secret to success of getting in an older rig is get something family owned. And I never heard anything back. I called them, never heard anything back, which is unlike them now that I know them. They're very responsive people. Um, but I, so I'm sweating it. And then when I drove it up and they saw the outside and I showed them pictures of the inside, they're like, oh yeah, go ahead, go park that thing. So it's like, thank goodness. Awesome. It's really cute. It's I love totally the aqua cute. background and the big, and for those of you that are listening on audio, it's got big graphic mountains, um, a mountain range actually and on it. A, and, a and cool a, man in the mountain. Yeah, the, I didn't. I didn't notice the cool man in the mountain with a, be, a beard. I'm that, sorry, I was looking at other things. I was looking at the flooring and the kitchen. His beard looks like it turns into uh, snow, uh, glacier, or maybe rivers, rivers coming off of it. Yeah, it's a waterfall beard. I, totally I, cool. I did put in the waterfall after my friend left. I was like, oh, he he had like put it. He had put in a, I told him I wanted a water, waterfall beard, but I really wanted it to pop with a lot of like white, you know, mist and spray. Right. So yeah. I went back in there and was like, I hope I'm good at this. It's really, <laughs> it's really cool. And um, it looks like the seven sisters waterfall in Norway. Yeah. That's I was totally just going to cool. say, you know, we spent uh, two weeks, I think in Norway um, in May, which is if I could recommend it to anyone, I would say do it. But um. That totally looks like Norway. It does. That's like just a, really cool. Yeah, it's really awesome. And then the next picture, I just wanted to highlight one other thing. Oh. Look what, who's on there. <laughs> it's a wind chime. It's not in, It's not a part of the well, mirror. Oh, it's not, no, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed to <laughs> know that. Banjo I, the dog. I was like, I because he kind of, the picture, in the picture, he sort of disappeared. I'm like, I'm totally going to highlight Banjo the dog. I didn't realize it was a wind chime. But he's yeah. so cute. Yeah, I Anybody that knows me will get me Winnie Dog paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or get you a gift certificate for Home Depot because you don't right. have room or in the house for a lot. Or, or, or Craigslist. Or Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they have gift certificates I don't Craigslist. know if they do or not. So um, I do, there are no pictures of it here, but do you do, did you do anything on the bottom? Do you have skirting? Did you do anything different? No. Um, I didn't really do anything to the bottom other than caulk a lot of places because i was afraid yeah. of tarantulas and scorpions others <laughs> um, uh, might think rain but when you're in las vegas you do think tarantulas and scorpions yeah yeah and i mean it really gets hot out there but since you've insulated well and you have pretty efficient air conditioning you're doing all right in mm -hmm. in your temperatures yeah and we did uh did splurge and tint my windows and that helps a lot as well um, yeah yeah, so that's film you put on them, window film, yeah. film. Yeah, that probably did help a lot. Okay, you can move it to the I can next move it. one. Thank yeah, you. don't be a backseat mouse driver. I'm sorry about <laughs> the mouse driver. I just wanted to make you know put the picture of your dad. Maybe is that your dad's truck calling you to Vegas? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you haul it with when you, or if you, go somewhere? 
that's the thing is I have nothing to pull it. So I am. Uh, you're there. Yeah, I am there or I'm calling a friend if I if I ever need to move. Well, I yep. mean, here's the thing. A lot of people get in tiny houses having the imagination that they're going to move from place to place. And the reality of I mean, yours was originally built as a camper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the reality of what a lot of people do, they're basically houses on wheels and they weigh a lot. Yeah. A lot. Right. And they're not necessarily best designed for actual transit hither and yon. At least yours structurally it was probably engineered mm-hmm. right but when you're doing it yourself you know that notion of moving it a lot is um probably um a fantasy right so i don't think it's i think it's not a bad idea to say if the time comes hey i need somebody if dad's not available i need somebody to move it because there are people that do these moves all the time well- Mm-hmm. Craigslist. You Craigslist can has people that have movers on it. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay, okay. Now the book. The book. Let's talk about your book. One of the reasons we asked Hannah on, of course, was her beautiful tiny house. But I wanted to showcase her book that she, as an artist, has. You have done all the illustrations and written it, right? And you've got another one coming. So talk about mm-hmm. that for us. Yes. So I wrote a rhyming children's book about the renovation process, uh, the true, the true story of journey. So, um, it, hang on, excuse hang on just, I need to excuse we, myself. We, are, we have little visitors coming oh. into the podcast studio. <laughs> I need to put a light out front, a red light that says recording or yes. something like that. Yeah. Cause they, um, so our daughter lives on our property with us and th- her three kids Mm-hmm. And they're uh, the eldest just turned 14, but the two youngest are, are seven and five. And they are um, they just think that the you know, they they go everywhere on the property mm-hmm. and they run around half the time. I mean, our grandson was running around. It was 34 degrees yesterday was our high. And he was running around in a T-shirt and underwear. Wow. No shoes, no- <laughs> wow. So they're they may be trying to come in here um, for school. They're homeschooled. Okay. So it may be. Is it time no, for school? It wasn't anything that practical. Oh, nothing. To nothing practical. About Subnautica. Oh. Their favorite <laughs> video game. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's uh, we're live, and that's oh, that's how yeah. it is. Yeah, I, I I do play um, Xbox with uh, with both uh, our our youngest too. Who and, both uh, want to be YouTubers, by the way. Yes. Oh. YouTube gamers. So anyway, your, your book and the book, because uh, those of you who are listening can't see, it's called How Journey Came to Be a Tiny House for Me. And Journey, of course, is the name of Journey the tiny house. Journey is the name of the tiny mm-hmm. house. And I see you sweeping yes. and mom and dad working. Well, <laughs> I'm the one carrying the wood. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, mom's sweeping. Yeah, mom has great right hair. She's, she's sweeping. Banjo with a stick. Yes, he's helping build. <laughs> he's helping build. So what was the inspiration for the book? I mean, other than, other than Journey itself, what why, why did you decide to, to just write a, a children's book about it? Yeah, so I was in the car for three days, you know, from... Yes, we know. <laughs> yes, and my mom was actually not feeling super well. So I ended up driving all of it except for about three hours. And so for three hours, I had time and I got bored very quickly. I was already bored, been bored for three days, you know. Right. But I was 
in the car and my mom had kind of been talking about how it would make a cute cute uh, children's book and um you know she knows I'm an artist and that I would could do she's like you could illustrate it yourself it would be perfect and so I started sitting there and I just wrote down the first line and, and there once was a rail car named 858 who used to haul all kinds of freight from apples to horses and coconuts too. She'd be right behind the engine shouting choo choo. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that was kind of easy. I want my channeling. What is, that, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it just just kept rolling out of me and within the three hours I had the whole thing written um, wow it's, it's like 13 pages of stanza and illustration and so it starts with journey being a rail car and then that's the only part of the book that's not quite 100 percent true she did right. follow the engine but it wasn't on the tracks right, right. Um, but other than that um she, then she was abandoned and then she was she had lost hope and then she was at auction and she was really scared because she didn't know if she was going to turn into scrap metal or what these people's intentions were. And then she was won by this girl, Hannah and her, then her, you know, banjo appears also he's in every page after that, but point forward. And then it goes into the renovation and how, um, her, um, I can't remember exactly the rhyme, but her, um, cabinets, here it goes. Her cabinets and flooring came second hand, but that didn't keep her from becoming quite grand. And um, then it um, goes into the story of, of her traveling from Tennessee to Nevada and, um, you know, hitting the road. And we did stop at the Grand Canyon on our way up, but we had never seen the Grand Canyon before. So that's in the book. And then um, it ends with her just being on the road and, and knowing that she'd be at home wherever the wind blew. Um, and so that's the first book. And then also in the back, it has like a seek and find activity. So there are right. little creatures and, and special things hidden in every image. Um, there's actually a whole story within the story that involves mice who fall in love and life happens so you'll you can see that in the book a lot of people don't notice the mice i don't know how they don't but i haven't seen a mouse well you know we used to read the um what were the people the kids with the boxcar weird... children no, yeah. no no i i that's yeah that's another whole thing i'm totally in love with um tiny houses because i read i think i told you this the boxcar children which you need got to get a copy of but no the um, is it richard scary the guy who has a funny bear looking kind of creatures that is always a little spider a little mouse Hiding in yeah, each I one. think it's I think that's yeah, yeah. I love those books, and we used to go look for those with our little ones all the time. Great, great idea, Hannah. And I know that you're also coming out with another book. Yes, um, so I'm going to write a series. The second one I just wrote in October. Um, I wrote that on a road trip down to Arizona, and so therefore wrote it about Arizona. So I guess you're going to have to just start getting in the car in order to finish the rest of your books. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. um, so it is Journey, Hannah and Banjo hitting the road and seeing the petrified forest, the Grand Canyon and the um, Saguaro National Park. And so I I'm an outdoor educator in real life. So I educate a lot more on the how the Grand Canyon was formed um, and how like the Joshua tree 
how long it lives and the saguaro, how much, how many gallons of water it soaks up in one rain. And we also talk about the cactus wren, which is the state bird and how they don't fly very well. So I educate them about that as well. And, um, and then it has another find and seek activity in the back, but this time they're more outdoor it educational like you have to find a constellation in the sky you have to find the yucca moth that only lives in the you know that pollinates the yucca plant and so it's a lot more educational find and seek right so adding another layer this time to the book um, that the first one didn't necessarily focus on and so that is my plan is to to go kind of do journey the tiny house visits you know, this state and focus on two or three really awesome national parks and then the state bird, flower, um, and outdoor education of the area. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Now, are these books on Amazon? Are you self-publishing through Kindle? Or how are people finding your journey books? Well, this book is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, yes. cool. I self-publish via Amazon. And so it's on there, fourteen ninety nine, and, you know, hand illustrated i hand watercolored every page and i use really bright paints and um so they're very engaging as well yeah, right. they're very cute it's of got course, all we'll, good reviews well of course we'll put a <laughs> link in both of the audio and the video podcast um you know to your amazon book and to get so you can uh, certainly get any sales that we can help offer. Obviously, the other thing is, I think I mentioned to you, my daughter's a book editor and helped mm-hmm. people um, edit and do self-publishing. And Barry, interestingly enough, is a voice actor and does book narrations. Wow. So, uh, we're into books. Um, but uh, I, I only do I only read Dutch uh, <laughs> books. So <laughs> yeah. he doesn't do like novels he does more like you know yeah, non-fiction type yeah. book narration mm-hmm. but um you know certainly we would love to continue to support you through the through your journey and we'll uh, and you know we'll have you back if as things start to develop we'd love to now yeah. you also had some other media i just want to mention where people are the, i've seen you you've had a couple of newspaper articles that were published so we're you know you're getting the word out yeah i contacted two places here in vegas um, and was in the news there. And then one place back where we renovated the tiny house in Tennessee. So they ran it, the story as well, as well as my hometown where everybody s- still knows me because most people are still there. And so I was ran in four newspapers. And then for some reason, uh, two other newspapers republished those articles, one in Texas, which was super random. And then one in Reno, Nevada, which is eight hours away. So that was pretty cool. I guess that's what going viral feels like. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> oh, how did that happen? That's exactly why we were like, oh, look, how did we they find us? I don't even know. Right. Awesome. Right. Um, as we went viral with our house. Um, anyway, um, yeah, I think that this is exciting. I think people, I think first off, this is exciting. But second off, I have to tell Barry, we're going to a railroad auction. We're not that far from Alabama. <laughs> so yeah. I may have to get one myself. 300 bucks? How could yeah, you go wrong? Yeah. Um, we have to keep all those other bidders away, right? Um, but I just really enjoy your story and the fact that you found a way to live um, inexpensively. Now, I'm an advocate of owning your own piece of land to put your tiny house on because of all the challenges that you talked about. Now, obviously, you're in education and you may not stay in Vegas forever. So there's some reason that you might not choose to. But, um, you know, I, I 
have you had any challenges with not owning your own property or because you're in a certain like your comfort level where you are? Has that been a challenge for you? Uh, yes, I would love to own my own property. And my intention is to get back to the East Coast, you know, before I have babies and all that stuff so that right. I can be with my family. But yeah, I would love to just have a little piece of land so I could just let my dog out and he could run around, sniff stuff and be a dog. But right. you know, that's my biggest thing here is he's always got to be on a leash. He can't be unattended. You know, even when he wants to go sunbathe at 105 degree weather and I don't want to go outside. Right. I can't just let him out there, even though he's well behaved, like I get in trouble. So, yeah. Um, so, but the great thing about having something on wheels, even though you aren't owning your land, is when you do ch choose to move to some other place, that can be in your backyard for mom and dad or visitors or whatever while mm -hmm. you build your house if you decide that you don't want to live in journey forever. Right. So I just think it does give you so many options. And I just think it such, was such a smart move for you. Yeah, my plan is um, one day to either, I would love to Airbnb it out and make yes. some more money. Oh, by the way, you need to watch the video we just did. <laughs> True. Shameless plug. No, it's not really. <laughs> but yes, we just did a video just before you on Radio Tiny House um, mm -hmm. on our uh, YouTube channel where you'll be. When you watch yourself, go back and click the other one. It's an Airbnb that um, a shed distributor just finished. And they're just putting up on Airbnb. And I'm a big advocate of figuring out how you can live. Once you learn these skills, figure out how you can make money from it. And right. A workshop that I'm working on is I've got 40 ways you can make money living in a rural lifestyle. Right. You don't have mm -hmm. to be. You don't have to be poor and do this. You can have income. And one of those, of course, is Airbnb. So I think that's really smart. Yeah. Think all the kids who are going to want to come stay in Journey who've right. read the book. Right. Yeah. Good idea. Think they'll make a journey to Journey. Yeah, they will. They will. So uh, did, there, did, you, did we cover everything that you wanted to cover today, Hannah? Yeah, I think so. Cool. And you're going to give us all your links where we can find the book. You know, any other things you'd like for us, your Instagram, we'll certainly have that. If you're on Facebook, send us your links and we'll put those in the bottom of the uh, we'll put the them in the description down in the links or whatever so yep. people can get in touch with you. And we want to can't wait to see how your journey moves forward. Thank you. I yeah. am excited. Yeah. Thanks yeah well, so this was great. I'm, I'm sorry we woke you up so early. Oh, no um, worries. But uh, <laughs> I'm, glad I'm a morning we, person. I'm glad Me that too. we did. Yep. All right. Thanks, Hannah. Thank you, Thank Sarah. You, Hannah. Have a great day. You too. Bye. 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 Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is My Tough Shed Home. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.